Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Yes, I've started recording. I was going Five, three. four, no, three. No, well, it was a three, wasn't it? I was going three, two, one. I know, but there was no... Was there a famous three, two, one-ing? No, I don't know. You're supposed, aren't you supposed to go five, four, like that? So I think three, you are in the biz. In the biz, in the television's biz. Yeah, but then again, that wouldn't work so well for podcasts, would it? I don't know. What well, I'll tell you what, it might work well, because I was thinking about this. Because like, we, we, we obviously don't promote... We don't use our Instagram that much to promote lot other than obviously a bit of content a bit of educational like infographics a bit of motivation you know just a general mix of stuff but i thought you know what i might do i might have a little tiny clip going live while we record the start of this podcast it's going to be like inception because obviously this is a recording a podcast people are listening look we are now live and this is paul's face this this i can see what it is but is. You can, because you've got a little picture up here. Sure, I can see mine. Do you like my t-shirt today? Yeah, what does it say? NASA. Is it from NASA? Yeah, it's when I was, a, I was going to say Spaceman, which but then instantly made that null and void, because that's not the brightest thing to say, is it? No, it's not. I was a Spaceman. Spaceman! Have you been to Kennedy Space Centre? Yes. I have as well. It's nice. It's really interesting for like... Now? Yeah. You yeah. don't need a full day there. No. I said this to Ben Carver recently, actually, because he went, uh, he was in Florida a few weeks ago, and he went, and I said, you don't need a full day there, mate. Go somewhere else. Go to Ron John Surf Shack and Cocoa Beach and Daytona or something. Yeah. No, that, you don't need a full hour, a full day. You also don't need a full day in Venice. Half a day. I, I've survive. never been to Italy. Mm. I've wow. got a scratchless upstairs, which has got lots of places scratched off, but Italy isn't one of them. Venice, very romantic and beautiful, but once you've seen one bit of water under a pavement, you've seen it all. Do you think the people watch? Oh, hello. Do you think the people watching this live on our Instagram um, wants to see this or hear this? That is conceptualness. That is a bit like inception. See me, seeing you, seeing you, see me. Right, anyway, bye. Right, I've just ended that live video. I'm going to share it. That's weird. Um, sorry for the people listening. That's probably the least entertaining thing you could probably imagine, listening to someone record a live Instagram. But It's okay. It's good. So Technology, we've got to keep up with it. So, ooh, wrapping for those that don't know, Brett is wrapping the cheese. Cheese water. They sent me this this week. It's not cheese good. water. I'm getting upset with Eatling. Who else just got a big care package? Yeah, Dan to be honest. Dan yeah, I know. Helen, they... Late, but well, come on. Listen, I've never had nothing. I know, I know. But they were obviously at Body Power, and so was Helen and the Eatling Cheese guys. So um, she obviously saw them. I think she... I don't know if she knew Emma before, Emma Story Gordon, but they've obviously made friends, and she she obviously gave or sent Emma some cheese. And obviously... As you'd expect, Mike cried. Why didn't I get any free cheese? So um, they then sent him some free cheese. And I'm assuming she couldn't leave Dan out. And to be fair, anyone deserves free cheese. It's Dan because he's the nicest guy in fitness. He is. So um, he yeah, is. yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully he enjoys it. I know, I know full well they're going to enjoy the tasty because the eating tasty is amaze balls. Well, you've been enjoying the bakes a lot. If- mm. Those following Brett on Instagram. I have. Well, obviously, they're not the lowest in calories. I mean, a whole bake is like 250 calories, so it's hardly like too much to worry about. Um, But uh, obviously, they're not like diet. I wouldn't consider they're one of the diet products. Um, And the first one I had dipped crackers and vegetable sticks and stuff in them, which is quite nice. Um, But I had a few still in the fridge thinking, what am I going to do with these? So, yeah, I've decided to use them as like a pouring sauce. So you'll have seen, if well, you'll have seen, but some people might have seen on my Instagram. First one, I poured them on burgers, like a cheese sauce on burgers. And then yesterday... Under burger. Yeah. And then yesterday, I... What did I have? Pork medallions that I then poured cheese all over. Very nice, actually. Jenna really enjoyed it as well. So half, half one of those is about 11 grams of protein, I think, and about 125 calories. 
um, which isn't bad. If you like melted cheese and you want to dip stuff in, then they're a good substitute. Definitely. Good substitute. Solid eight. range. Solid range, guys. Oh, yeah. What I like about it is, obviously, they're now starting to get a range of products for, like, every occasion. So for your, your hard dieter, you know, your standard um, eat lean cheese or your smoked. For someone that wants a bit more taste, then obviously the tasty. Someone that likes something spreadable, which works really well instead of mayo and things in set. Can I hear that? I can. That summer is summer crying her eyes out upstairs. She's actually upstairs. I come from her house. That's outrageous. Sorry about it. I can't do a lot. I'll, I'll just mute when I don't talk. So that means you might talk more. Um, but anyway, enough of, of going on about Eat Lean because everyone already takes the piss how much I love them. But yeah, I do like my little water bottle they sent me. It's really handy. It's nice. Genuinely, I've had this since Thursday and I don't think it's left my side since I've had it. Hydration is key. Mm. Can you guess what's in it that's not cheese water? Uh, BCAAs. Nope. Uh, Blackcurrant. Grape Fanta. So it's fizzy. Yep. You have to have the uh, spout open. If you shut the spout for any amount of time, as I found out when I had fizzy Tesco water, some sort of flavoured water from Tesco's the other day, I opened it up in a toy shop and had like a jet propelled at the top of it. I was like, holy shit. Mm. Which was the soda siphon. Yeah, I had to get something and clean it up because it did actually make quite a mess. Yeah. Mm. It just ambled away. Yeah, but as I'm sitting there drinking it, late in summer. Well, yeah. To be fair, I quickly put it in their hands. It wasn't me, I swear that the summer. Um, oh, as I'm drinking at home, it doesn't matter because obviously you just leave the straw a bit open and then the gas doesn't build up any pressure. It's well thought out. Yes. Anyway, Paul, how are the no? How the devil are you? How are the devil in you? The so devil in me is sedated. No, I'm good. Um, as always, on a holiday. You know, school half holidays. term. Yeah. Oh, yeah, half term. Half term. Not long. You've got six whole weeks. Yeah, seven this year. Why? Don't know. Just the way time is work panned out. I like to grumble as well because there's a bank holiday on Monday, so that's a wasted day off. What? It's included in the holiday. Oh, as in, like, usually you'd have got an extra day. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got an extra week in summer holiday, so surely that means it's all kind of swings and roundabouts. It is. is It's a bit bit like your nutrition. You have extra calories one day, you have a bit less the next, and it's all even. That is a good analogy. Well done. Yeah. But apart from that, all good. Having a lot of fun. Very busy. Small news to come out at some point. Yes, there is. But do you want to expand on having a bit of fun? Not yet. A few episodes time. No, not the news. The fun. The fun. Oh, nothing. Just general fun. Like Hang- fam, girlfriend's family. That's what went out for a nice steak the other night. Me and Kate. Do you want to shout out where the steak restaurant is? It was Miller and Carter. Ooh, fancy. Mm, it was very nice. Oh. Very they good. Miller and in, in Exeter? They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very good. Very, I, I, very I, I, good. I, I recommend thoroughly. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I've only ever eaten two evening meals in Exeter. Because I was only there once, and that was for two days. Um, one was the Byron's at the kind of the, sh- the outside shopping complex or... Princess Hay, yes. That's the one. Um, and one was a independent american restaurant called stars yeah yeah it was all right i don't yeah. know why we went there but obviously Star, but... it's like a very old dated place it used yeah. to be yeah you said i used to actually live right next to it but underneath did you okay i thought it was all right actually i mean don't worry, i wasn't it wasn't like gourmet bunny stretch but no decent no, portions it, and you know the, the types of foods they're doing you can't get too far wrong yeah it's like a solid um office party yeah. place yeah go a few cocktails that are made not brilliantly but i don't drink cocktails that's not a problem I, no only on stag duty you're a drinker the other day i saw you having a beer when was i having a beer oh yes yeah well i had a hard week very hard week and i just succumbed to the offer of a beer i wouldn't like to think i went out like oh it was a stress response oh i'm stressed i'm gonna have a beer it wasn't quite that bad but <laughs> it was a little bit so, yeah, right. but obviously I had plenty of drink on Stag Do. I don't, I don't remember we even talked about Stag on any of our episodes or not. Pretty much even asked. This is the Dan Mac mm. Stag Do. Yeah. Um, 
that Which was good. That, that was good. It was very good. Um, yeah, lot lot. To, to be fair, lots of alcohol, lots of very wasted times. But I didn't see much of Amsterdam. Yeah. Just the important bits. Well, not even really what you consider the important bits. So, like, I think most of our time was spent in pubs and bars. So, mm. and, a, and a festival, a, a techno music festival. Mm, techno. Well, I, te- I keep saying techno. Da- Dan hates me saying techno because he says not techno. But I just keep saying techno because it's basically repetitive, like house music, like EDM. Well, I don't know. I don't even know what it is, but some sort of house music. Um yeah, and obviously, so I keep referring to techno, and he's obviously, I keep fishing for it every time I say it. Te- oh, techno festival. But no, so I didn't really feel like I actually got to see that much of Amsterdam. Um, I did have a little walk in the red light district. Um, different, all I can say. Different. Yeah. But um, didn't get to see any shows, didn't go to any coffee shops. Um, yeah. So didn't really see much. But they're still brilliant, though. Still great fun. You know, you, you've got to have some fun of these times. There were some very, 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 very drunk people. Uh, Dan, n- or no more than Dan. Um, but there we go. But, but he survived. Just. Just about. Just. I'm surprised. He had, like, three beers, about five shots, and, like, a water bottle like this Eat Lean one here. Exactly the same, almost. Filled with six GNTs by about 11 o'clock in the morning that first day so um lucky he's a big unit yeah he's a big unit um we did an all you can eat drink meal in a place called les cannibal which was actually really good food really nice actually as well but they were literally bringing drinks like trays of drinks one after the other because they put drinks drinks order bring a tray of whatever we ordered down like gnt say like you know, 20 gnt's on a big tray and then we just order another round so they just bring another one got to a point where they literally ran out of glasses said we can't have any more because we need to drink some because they need the glasses back <laughs> Because we had too many drinks on our table, uh, which is fair, you know. If you if you're not drinking the drinks, and they shouldn't be making you any more. But at one point, he literally toppled like a tree. That's how drunk he got. <laughs> it just did like a like a timber. So um, and he stayed he, down long. You what? Did he stay down long? No, no. He almost got straight up. A couple people helped him up. He almost got straight up. But um, it was a bit like what happened. Um, but he's 120 kilos, so. You can imagine that like he's like I don't know, he's taller than me, so he's probably like six three, six four or something like that, I don't know. Um yeah, and hundred and twenty kilos, that's obviously not a small man to, to hit the deck. Yeah, to call Fran in to deadlift him up. <laughs> yeah. uh, good fun though, good fun. Cool. So how has your week been? How has my week been? Training's been good. Um my knee was shot a little bit from from Tough Mudder um, from the Sunday but that was great fun I talked about it in the last episode actually so um, but yeah that was great fun uh, but I've been having trouble with my knee for a while um, in terms of just doing a bit too much distance and something I think from the repetitiveness on, and the impact of running has caused me my knee to inflame or, or have trouble for like the day after every time I run kind of more than about six miles so and then doing Tough Mudder that was like that's the worst it's been so that took a few days to settle down but all good now, I think. Like I've managed to obviously do a leg session today, uh, and that was fine. Didn't really have any problems with it, so all good. So, um, yeah, training's been going well. It's nice to get back into, because obviously last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, I can't remember why, but certainly last week I had to skip one leg session, one upper body session because of Tough Mudder um, and just scheduling. So nice to get back to like a full week of my mezzo to, um, and get a full full week of volume under my belt. So, yeah, that's all good. Um, nutrition is fine, usual really. You know, quite relaxed. Uh, I am kind of maintaining Ming at the minute. Um, I've not really got any goals to do much else. Like I, I kind of feel like I, I'm on the heavier side. Um, after my holiday and stag do and all the things going on to worry about. Um, going into a massing phase, I think I probably need to kind of give myself a better starting point, but. I don't feel like I want to diet right now because I've got no reason to really be leaner other than to kind of as a primer to a to a massive phase. So for now, I kind of figure I might just maintain around where I am. So maintain to gain, which I think is underrated maintaining because obviously you should still see progression in your training for the most part, um, and obviously you get a nice 
relaxed kind of approach to your nutrition, but obviously not an all-out binge or anything like that. So this gives you a bit more flexibility. So it's quite nice. I think it's a nice place to be, and I think more people should feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is like. Um, I thought about this. I think the problem is you've kind of got to be comfortable with a like, a, unless you're like super lean naturally. <clears throat> if you're kind of in a maintenance phase where you're not like in a physical condition where you're like really like mentally comfortable, i.e. like you feel a bit overweight or a bit fat, it's really hard to kind of maintain it that because you're constantly on the strive to diet and and obviously get those abs back or whatever. So mm. um, yeah, I feel I feel like oh you know I'm I'm not in the best condition. I'm not in a condition I hate, so maintenance is kind of in a an all right space. So cool, yeah. yeah that's that's kind of really me. What did we decide to talk about today? Um, we decided. I think this this came from a couple of conversations I had with people where they find out like I'm a nutritionist, right? This topic. So someone finds out, oh, you're a nutritionist. Oh, right, okay, brilliant. Well, you can help me with this then, or. So you start having a bit of a conversation, and when you kind of start t- talking to them about some of the, the kind of the basic principles of nutrition, you get a bit of like a, eh, as in mm. like, is that it? Or if you try and speak to someone about like what you do on a day to day basis, um, again you get a bit of like a, oh, is there more than that? So <laughs> it's kind of okay, um, and then the, yeah, the, I, suppose, I kind of see, I see that as well, that type of. If you talk to people and they're oh, so what do you do? And then they're like, so people pay you to do what? Because it's not necessarily a, oh, what word you used to say? Like you, don't have, you don't have anything in your hand, do you? Or you don't have something physical to like sell or, is that what you mean? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Like, it's just a funny it's a funny concept about like nutrition and certainly when it's a profession and obviously being like a something to sell like a new service because um, like I say when you talk about it especially when you're like people go okay so you get to tell people exactly what to eat then well not really because one we're not di- clinical dietitians so or dietitians so you're not really going to be specifically giving out like meal plans or like set amounts of food necessarily um, but also for the most part that's probably not even the best approach so like restricting people to specific foods is is obviously not going to be particularly um well the evidence and, and obviously experience will show you is not not particularly helpful for adherence so it's kind of like what do you do then so i guess what we want to talk about today so after all that kind of mumbling was nutrition and the hard sell so why is nutrition such a hard sell or and I suppose like the, the the point around that is, as I say, like part of it, and I've thought this before. I've had feelings or thoughts around like um, what's the word, imposter syndrome, because you kind of feel like, how can I really make a business, or how can I really make a uh, or be successful in nutrition when, for the most part, the basics are so simple. And I suppose that's kind of what we want to talk about, because at the end of the day, right, if people conquered energy balance. And they stuck to the you know the the aforementioned eighty twenty rule eighty percent whole foods you know twenty percent a bit of what you like um, include enough protein enough fiber manage the externals which isn't really to do with your nutrition directly i.e. your sleep and your stress and hydration and that type of stuff you wouldn't have a job like that that most people then would be healthy happy individuals because that kind of first thing about managing energy balance, energy balance and then including the, uh, like healthful foods within that how hard is that yeah um it is it is a weird thing but then i suppose what people don't get their heads around i suppose is it that much difference to say employing a financial advisor Obviously, you they have a much more professional and sort of uh, where they're going to put your money, so they know the ins and outs of the game of. But obviously, they're they're also telling you where you're going wrong, where your money's going in the wrong way, where you need to cut back on X amount of spending and whatever, which isn't too far different ball game, but from being a nutrition coach, 
No, no, I could see that. That's a fair point. I suppose with a financial advisor, it's a bit, bit more. Well, it depends what they do. It depends on annoying. So I guess like, and I, I suppose thinking about it, that's actually not a bad analogy because I guess a lot of the the stuff a financial advisor would do in terms of managing money is quite simple, and most people would know, like budget. You know, don't spend more than you earn, and that type of stuff. That's quite a simple analogy, and obviously it fits very well with nutrition as an analogy. Um, but then when it comes to things like tax planning and some of the more complexity, complex stuff, your average Joe is not going to know that. But then you could talk about nutrition the same way, that there's some more complex niche or specific stuff, you know, like nutrient timing or like sports performance or where it might become a bit more complex, but you might not necessarily expect your, your average individuals know. So no, not, not a bad analogy there, young Paul. Thanks, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very strange thing, isn't it, to the sale what, and why people don't, are so hesitant to um, invest, as it were, in a coach to help them out with whatever kind of slump they're in, if it comes to their health, their weight, either way, up and down, Um, and how obviously the positive impacts can kind of roll over into everyday life. And just the simplicity of having someone kind of having your back, really, isn't it? It's having someone have your back, not necessarily take decisions away from you, but just guide you towards more educated choices, I guess. I think, I mean, so if we could just go back to the, the my point around nutrition, for the most part, being quite a simple concept um, in terms of good nutrition. Um, why, why do we think people don't do it then because i still stand by like when people say oh i know nothing about food okay you might know about the the, the you know the, the actual breakdowns of foods or, or what foods contain what macros that type of stuff but for the most part most people know how they should or shouldn't be eating uh to a point i, th- I agree i think i think obviously eating habits uh um are quite strongly tied in with environment aren't they like your how you're raised how your family eats um i guess on a sort of tangent away from that i would say like where you learn where i learned a lot of stuff was from not eating not nutrition but like life skills and stuff is from my dad and obviously as a kid growing up you kind of take a lot of stuff as gospel from what you're dad would say they think that he's the all-knowing kind of uh soothsayer as it was it's what he says kind of is you you kind of take his gospel but then as as i got older and you start to question stuff and then you think hmm, he's kind of flying by the seat of his pants on some things and they're not actually right so if for example you have you come from a family that don't have the best nutritional habits and you that's how you've been raised and that's how you've carried on. You then tend to pass that on down the line, I guess. And because obviously, as we know, educationally, uh, especially in schools, nutrition isn't where it, I guess, should be, or in my opinion, anyway. Um, So then that sort of vicious cycle can continue until if you choose to obviously go out on your own and try and educate yourself in a different way. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is that's that's also another as ed, sort of educators that's kind of the place I definitely want to get to is sort of helping helping break some sort of habits or just sort of like shine a light I guess for people and they can follow where they where they kind of want their sort of nutrition journey health journey to go to. Yeah, no, I t- I, yeah, I, I agree. I think I'll take your point around. Obviously, kind of. Your environment and obviously the the level of upbringing you have in terms of the knowledge of nutrition etc that even you kind of your family then instills on you and schools. Although I still kind of argue that if you said right, should you eat this apple or should you eat this chocolate bar, you know people understand or like people understand they shouldn't have three or four takeaways a week. Um, people understand they shouldn't drink as much. I think let's just say the principles of of half decent nutrition still just get oh, i think most people just understand that they they should or shouldn't be doing it so like it's kind of like well why do these people still do it then even though they know they shouldn't mm. yeah i suppose they know the, yeah like the sort of the vague sort of they know they shouldn't 
a lot of people, I guess, if you push them, wouldn't necessarily have the answer to why exactly they shouldn't. Like, why shouldn't they eat three? They'll say it's unhealthy, but what what is unhealthy? If you ask them to say it, they'll they won't necessarily have the exact answer, kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to explain what they mean by like what is unhealthy, no. would they? No, because so, I mean, obviously, as we know, still there still is a vast amount of people that don't quite get the even the basic explanations of macros, what carbs, fats, protein. You still are still run into a day on a daily basis where people are saying, "Oh, this has got X, or this is too fat. This has got too much fat in it. I'll get fat one guy if I eat this." In a very simplistic term, yes, I guess, but then there is obviously all the the other stuff around it that that they, they tend not to look at. True, true. Yeah, I mean, the the I think a lot of the the problem is obviously people understand like clean foods and you know they understand what air quote dirty foods are, but there's obviously a, a, some annoyance there around obviously well is like bread clean, you know, because obviously whole grain or wholemeal bread is is totally fine for you but obviously white bread's the devil kind of thing yeah. so i suppose there's obviously some annoyance there and in terms of you know physiologically how does eating that bread affect me so you know is it actually going to mean that i put on weight or not is it healthy or or is it air quotes unhealthy mm. so and yes the job of nutritionist is to kind of cut through a lot of that dogma or, or myths i suppose yeah. I, th- I suppose what we haven't talked about is the the role of some of kind of like nutrition being like a hard sell. Um, the underrated bit is the support, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that's kind of I was going to come to that sort of. I guess the success, the most successful selling, air quoting there, styles, I guess, are one making it sexy or as if you can't do without it, aka selling pills, selling some type of snake oil potion that will burn fat. Or there's the sort of the um, slimming world type situation of, what's going to say, pack mentality, but that group, that group support where people, yeah. where people do get a support system of sorts, but also as opposed to to a point where I guess our sort of business aim would be is not to kind of rely on people never leaving. We kind of want to educate people to progress and find their own sort of standpoint and be able to kind of look at themselves to a point. Whereas I guess the uh, sort of weight loss groups that are quite famous their business model has been so successful on the fact of repeat business where people are coming back and they're never, they're, they're kind of not given the full information to, well, not, things are kind of kept kind of a bit cloudy so that the understanding isn't there completely. So they kind of rely on that system, the slimming world sins or the handbook or the, the produce that comes with it, I guess. Whereas it's quite hard to make, like you said earlier, the the basics seem sexy. Yeah, especially when you like you feel the basics are pretty basic. Yeah. Don't eat that fucking donut. <laughs> you know, it's pretty pretty basic. But then the basics are basic to us now. We've educated ourselves around it. I, I guess. I'm being facetious, aren't I? But... Never. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. Why? I mean, it's, it's a, we do ourselves out of a job, but it's, it's a sad place that, that I guess it that it's an actual required kind of requirement to ha- to have people here, as opposed to fundamentally like schools not teaching it, as opposed to other subjects that are in the in the curriculums. I guess that's the way I view it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would uh, what would you do in schools? How would you teach nutrition? 
really I think you could, you could quite easily sort of tie them in, couldn't you? Quite quite well. You could tie them in quite well with PE, cooking, and the sciences. Um, obviously, you need quite a sort of specific teaching sorts, I guess. But I think I think those ways you would um, you can make things quite fun. And as we know, it's easier to learn when it's fun, as opposed to algebra, which isn't fun. No. The thing is, like, you would probably only really need to teach energy balance in, say, science, but like you say, relate it to weight loss, or not weight loss, weight maintenance, I should say, weight maintenance and the outcomes of health being on a you know like a air quote healthy uh, weight because i think once you did that obviously it's down to people if they follow the advice or not or whether they learn it but if that was included in a curriculum for school and even if people decided to or not to they they understood that energy balance was what main you know kind of led to them maintaining a healthy weight that would probably cover a lot of stuff like it would probably cover the majority of people. Like mean, obviously, I know there's obviously the psycho, there's social, socioeconomic influences, psychosocial influences. Obviously, you've got the physical activity stuff as well. But um, as to the reasons why people overeat, etc., or why people are are overweight. But I think that fundamentally, you've got to start with teaching people about energy balance, which obviously, as far as I'm aware, doesn't happen in schools anywhere. No, I don't know. I I was just daydreaming off then and thinking of like the sort of perfect setup for a school where you could have that you could then have a you know you, i suppose it always money related isn't it, but a horticulture section where pete where the school would kind of obviously as we'd understand plant-based eating is always is going to be excellent for health growth i mean at, luckily at my at the school i'm at we do have a small sort of horticulture sort of center that we're that the the guy the kids do get to go down and sort of grow things that they can then obviously some salary stuff some lettuces some some other sort of fruits and stuff that they do come then when they've obviously sprouted and take them and we make go through stuff and make food for them it will make they help they get their hand in making food to kind of eat as well so <coughs> better for the environment and just all in one i guess that would be my daydream. Daydream. A self-sufficient school of educated, health-seeking individuals. Are you some sort of fucking hippie? Don't tell people that. There you go. That's, 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 that's a question. That's a question. No, I'm, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm anything. I don't think I fit in boxes. To, to be fair, it would be pretty cool ideal to be able to have access to all of your own grown fruit and veg. And, you know, if you could have your own livestock... Albeit, I am a bit of a hypocrite because obviously I am uh, a an, an animal eater, but I'm not sure if I'd want to go through the process of um, killing uh, an animal that I then the slaughtering and preparation. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, right? I would really, I love the idea, genuinely, and I, I want to do this at least one point before I uh, I pass on this earth. Um, I love the idea of going hunting, mm. right? So I love the idea of being able to go out in in the wild and particularly bow hunting. So I think I don't know why I don't, I don't think I want to go hunting with a gun, but I like the idea. It feels like a bit more con, con, um, bit of a connection if you then go bow hunting and you kill your animal to eat. Obviously, not just to kill. The idea is you have to eat what you kill because otherwise, this you know there is no you're not I'm not looking into kill animals for sake killing animals. And I think I'd be all right with that. Mm. Don't know why, but I don't. I don't th- feel that I could take a pig, say, or even a chicken, and like from my back garden, and then kill, slaughter it. And like, I could probably prepare it if it was already dead. But I've got a problem with that. I just don't think I could take its life like that. But I feel I could if I was hunting it in the wild. Why is that? That's a weird concept. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but yeah, is it? I suppose, you, like you say, it is the connection, isn't it? It's the 
in a way, is it? I was going to say, is it? People are probably disagreeing. We probably get hounded by people, but is it? It's a, a more level playing field. Maybe there's a bit. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I don't know if that's the words I'd use, but yeah, I think it's almost a bit too, a bit too brutal. Well, unless you're, unless you're a very, very highly skilled archer, archer both, yeah. it's going to be. It's a very tough. You're going to oh, you're yeah. going to come away with no food a lot more than you are going to. Oh, absolutely. And it's the, not the, the slaughter of a, a trail of deer. Yeah, the problem with that, if you're out in the wild as well, you've got to be very good. Otherwise, there is obviously a huge risk of you just hurting the fucking thing and not killing it, yeah. which is worse than than killing it. I think. Like yeah. If you just end up maiming it in the back leg and it like scoots off somewhere in the wilderness, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, that would be that like would a... be a, yeah that would be worse. Um, yeah, but yeah, maybe it's maybe it's because it's kind of like well, it's a bit I don't know, not natural because it's not it is. I mean, it is natural. I suppose hunter gatherers have been around forever, um, so I suppose it is a bit more natural, and it's a bit more of a process and a bit more spiritual and a bit more the thought of it. Whereas the thought of going out like to my back garden with a bolt gun and shooting it through like a pig's head or something, or however you would usually kill a pig. Um, mm. I know, I know that's probably again instant and no pain, but I just I don't know. It feels a bit primitive or a bit. I don't know. Can't explain it. I just don't like the thought of that really. So it makes me a bit of a hypocrite because they do say that if you if you eat animals, you should be prepared to to kill them and, and do it, mm. which is probably right. So I'll put my hand up and say I am a hypocrite. Yes, I'm not saying yes, you're a hypocrite. I'm in the same boat, but yeah. I just don't think I could do it. Like, say, like, I don't know, could you go slaughter a chicken? Like, let's say it was like you were in like a halal abattoir and you had to like kill a load of chickens by cutting their throats. Could you do it? No. No, I, I don't think I could. I, think, I just don't know. I think, no, that would be quite a, no disrespect to any slaughterman out there, but depressing. I suppose you've become conditioned to it, I guess. But I think, Yeah, I'd imagine you'd have to detach yourself from from the situation to a certain extent or just you know so you don't feel any emotion about it but yeah which I guess is a little bit what I'm talking about hunting because again you're detaching yourself from the realism that you're taking an animal's life but yeah. the, th- the thing that's very misunderstood about hunting you'll know this because you'll have listened to probably some huntsmen on um, on the GRE ex- the, or the Joe Rogan experience yeah but uh, I find it in- interesting to hear of kind of some of the the, the mis- not misdemeanors um misconceptions that obviously people think about because obviously you see you see you know remember when like that cecil the lion got killed yeah um and obviously there was uproar because obviously it went viral on facebook and obviously everyone's saying what a scumbag just killed this lion um obviously what they didn't or what no one probably have, has heard since is that in that in that wildlife reserve they had to um obviously stop hunting in that wildlife reserve where obviously this guy killed this lion and um, what that meant then is that the population of lions went into huge abundance and they basically decimated every other, every other animal in that area. So they then had to pay more money. So basically, bearing in mind that the, the principle of hunting is you have to buy a hunting tag for a specific animal. Um, all of that money, or the majority of that money, goes back into um, wildlife preservation and that type of stuff. So you obviously they're given money back. You just kill the one animal to keep population down. And then... Um, that obviously keeps stuff in check. Whereas, obviously, when they then stopped this hunting these lions, these lions decimated this area, they had to pay people. So the wildlife reserve had to then pay more money out to get people in to kill the fucking lions because they were basically taking over the place. Mm. They eat a lot of food, lions, and they're pretty damn savage killers. So, yeah, I think that's what that's the principle of like hunting. People seem to not, not realise is that the most a lot of hunting or most of the hunting is actually is controlled so that does keep population specific, specific animals down and that's actually better for the environment than leaving them yeah i think hunting it's quite easily people easily confuse hunting with poaching yes correct because hunting like you no one's saying you should be going out kill animals for tusks or rhinos for their tusks etc no um poaching and hunting are very different things not that we are i'm not an expert by any shape um, or any stretch of the imagination. So, um, feel free for anyone to reach out and correct me. But it's interesting here 
air quote experts talk about it because there's lots of stuff that I didn't consider when we talk about hunting. I don't know how we even really got talking about hunting, uh, no. considering this podcast was not meant to be about hunting, but it's very interesting nonetheless. So yes, there you go. What a tangent. Great tangents. We love a tangent. I, I um anyway, going back to nutrition being a hard sell. Um as I say, I think one of the biggest things and some of the things that you promote the most to people is that you don't. You, you, we don't tell people necessarily how much to eat, do we? Uh, not how much to eat, sorry. We don't tell people what to eat necessarily um, because, as I say, I think fundamentally it has very little impact, um, give or take, as I say. Certainly the people that we, that can afford coaching and work with that aren't from obviously a poor economic background, they probably do have a bit more, as I say, education in terms of the types of foods or you know the, the air quote healthy and unhealthy foods that they should be eating so it does make your job a little easier you just generally have to point people in and give them a nudge in the right direction mostly and then most of the value you give i think comes from the support and the empathy and maybe a few tips in terms of structure and framework but other than that i don't like i said that's why i think nutrition is such a hard sell because it's kind of like well really you you want me to pay you to do that but I do think that's such an underrated, um, not concept, underrated support, you know, underrated product package, whatever you want to call it. I think it's, it does go underrated. It's only when people, I think, get into it where they realise, actually, holy shit, this has helped me so much. Yeah, I think my most, all of my most successful dieting phases have been under a coach of some sort. Um, it's just... So it's almost like a bit weird how humans are, are happy. I mean, there are some the, the outliers that are happy to do it alone, go alone. But there's that that need, I guess, as a human to kind of. I think we've probably talked about it before when we've had coaches about having a coach. It's kind of it's not that you're trying to impress someone or seek their kind of what word am I looking for? No, it's not approval, but can you know you want to make them proud i guess in a way not generally like people pleasing but it's just nice to kind of have that have that someone come back from someone else that know that kind of says you're doing well or whatever it's, it's really that sounds really lame and basic but it's it is isn't it it's just there yeah well let's say go back to what i said at the, at the very start almost the if you don't eat too much food for your activity if you eat mostly whole foods have a high protein diet make sure you get obviously enough kind of fiber for gut health and micronutrients for health and energy and that type of stuff and manage the rest of it you know you don't need you wouldn't need a coach the problem is is people people do know a lot of this stuff or they know they kind of know the very very high level basics of this stuff they just don't stick to it yeah. So, so that that coach and the the selling part of like the your nutrition package focuses more around how we get people to stick to it and the support rather than what you're actually sticking to. Because most people, again, as I say, I think know it. Yeah, it's. I suppose it's. Would you say it's more needed now in this modern era than it was before? Obviously, because food is abundantly more available for a lot of the unpalatable yeah yeah a lot of the uh a large amount of the world i suppose um so yes so we kind of need a re-education whereas things weren't so available for 20 30 years ago times have changed yeah no it has it has I, I, I mean, I can appreciate probably a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, well, not everyone knows that you shouldn't be eating McDonald's and stuff like that. Well, you know, well, actually, you can eat McDonald's and lose weight, so there. But <laughs> the, the, my point is, is like, yes, like I have pigeonholed that slightly and there will be people, as I say, that are less educated and don't know and there will be people from, from poorer backgrounds that... Um, necessarily don't know what they've always been brought up on is chicken nuggets and chips and yes i'm absolutely stereotyping but for as i say um i suppose i I, i'm kind of talking around that maybe this is driven from this imposter syndrome and and this kind of level of and not anxiety um this level of 
non, not, oh, I can't think of the right word. Something, not being confident. What's the word for not being confident? Just not being confident in, a, in being able to provide a service. That's why I keep using the phrase imposter syndrome because it's kind of like it, it, this, this kind of whole thought or concept is driven from thinking like, am I really, like, it, it, can I really be a good nutritionist when all I'm telling people to do is eat a bit less and eat some vegetables and some protein? Yeah. Um, there is that. But again, it's, I suppose that's coach dependent. I guess, or person dependent. What do you mean? Because you care. You care that you... That oh, right. It's not just about results, getting results, is it? It is. We genuinely care how the people we work with are, how their health is, how they move forward. Mm. Whereas you can be slightly unscrupulous and you can probably make money in this, in this, especially this business, as we know, chucking out, yeah yeah the weakness cookie cutter meal plans whatever follow this which can lead people down a terrible path of into eating disorders and whatever but because so kind of where you where we are caring is that's i guess that does make it a harder sell i guess yeah i I suppose it's like we're, we're not prepared to go out there and put out or contribute to the bullshit that's already out there in the industry around fads, gimmicks, magic pills, snake oil, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we're not hiding or trying to cover up the fact that this shit is pretty simple, but yeah. it doesn't make it easy. I suppose that's that difference, actually. And, and this is this is probably a nice underlying, underlying kind of statement to it. But nutrition is simple, but it's not fucking easy because no. of all the other reasons as to why we why we overeat you know for the yeah. most part what well, you know again you know stereotyping but you know for the most part we have an obese um uh, country or world and the reason people overeat or the reason they're obese is because they eat too much and the reason they eat too much is far more annoyance or difficult than how i've just made it out i.e you know they don't just overeat because they don't know they overeat because you know emotional reasons and food environment, socioeconomic reasons and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. so just so just to say again, obviously, you know, it's 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 a simple concept, as in the things I've said. Don't eat too much. Eat some protein. Eat plenty of fruit and vegetables. But it's not an easy thing for people to do, chronically for the long term. It's true. Agreed. Wow. That's a first. That was a deep episode talking about various things, including hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I got onto that. I never did. I'm trying to think back now how you got onto talking about hunting. We we came from my horticultural school. Oh, maybe yes, yes. We talk about you being a hippie and growing your own lettuce in your back garden. Yeah. Talking about hippies and growing lettuce. So we had Richie on a couple of weeks ago. I noticed on his Instagram stories today that he's growing lettuce in his back garden because his cats <laughs> keep getting to it or, some, or someone's cats keep getting to it. Bastard cats. Yeah. I um, and What I thought was funny is obviously he does, obviously, no, it isn't obvious unless you know. Uh, he does a nutrition Q&A at weekends on his Instagram stories and he ended this week's one with, Did you, do you find these useful? And um, I put no and guessing at the percentage that it came up with who said no, I must have been the only one. <laughs> um, by but no pure on the basis of that you can't understand the fucking Irishman because so, obviously most things just sound like potatoes god so racist it's ridiculous no just offended the Irish and oh, well I, re- I offended him to his face when he was here so sorry he's only tiny he's he's very small um like a little leprechaun Reed. <laughs> I tell you what though does make some damn good lucky charms Never read them. Really? I've got a um, kilo bag of chocolate Lucky Charms. I've just I finished one of them. Probably I've got a just second. like mateys. Uh, they're not as good as mateys, actually. No. Chocolate mateys are better than chocolate Lucky Charms. And Fact. You Fact. Um, if anyone is listening, and oh, actually, it's going to be too late because this will be going out the Sunday and it'll be gone. I was going to say, if anyone's listening, I'm going to be at the MNU conference featuring Stefan Guillen, then shout me because I'll be there. And so will young Fran. Paul was supposed to be there, but he's a Larry letdown and hasn't. Um, we beautiful to his face. 
that's all right, don't worry. Ed's, Ed's in Mauritius, I believe, so he's not coming. And Johnny is in France. So, and Matt is still AWOL. Um, but he's AWOL. What, what's quite funny is um, this will be released the day after, no, two days after the actual conference. So this is a bit late. So if you're listening to this <laughs> and you were there, I hope you had a great time. If you're listening to this and you got really drunk, like what's happened in most conferences, then I hope you had a great time. Yeah, and if you have the ability to time travel after you've listened to this, you can meet Brett. Yeah, go back. Go back. Cool. Right. Um, lovely lovely that... to dive deep. Yes, maybe we'll have some more of our coaches. Maybe we should, we should start getting out, preparing a guest list again. Well, we've got another guest on <clears throat> next. So this will be Sunday the 2nd. Yeah, or Monday actually, because it goes over Sunday night. Uh, so Monday the third, and then we'll have a guest on, recorded or pre-recorded for the next episode. So the tenth, I believe it will be. Mm. So um, we will be talking about a nice little experiment slash study about uh, micronutrient density and hunger. Nice. So, yeah. oh, so we need to get Mike and Dan back on. Why do we need to get those fucking idiots back on? Because they're funny. Yeah, right. I'll speak to them at the weekend. Because obviously they'll be at the conference. Oh, will they? Yeah, I've already spoke to Mike and he's, he said they're both going. So um, Maybe get Dan on. Dan Osman. Dan Osman. And... That, well, Dan's been on before. And Dan yeah, no, I like him, Dan. I'd like to go over his um, recent... Charity event. Charity event, yeah, and, cool. he, and the thought, thought process behind it. So I think that's important. We should probably be more professional and create a list. We should, instead of winging it like we do. Can we get our secretary? We should. Uh, oh, what you mean? What, what do you mean, Matt Morgan? He can be our secretary. Does he even listen anymore? Nah, about it. I saw him during the week. Did I tell you? Did I, see I saw. Oh, I yes, saw. You saw him the group, yeah. Um, sorry, that is Jenna opening our recycling or something, which is incredibly annoying when you're trying to record a podcast. It's okay. Well, on that note, I say I'll be hey, At least you're recycling. Yeah, I know. It's good. We should do. Save the earth. Climate change is a real thing, people. Don't believe the fucking shit people say it's not because it really is. We don't have many years to change shit, so you have to switch. If anyone wants a referral code to bold, by the way, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> referral code. Green energy. Green energy. Now, to be, I, you should switch regardless whether you're 50 quid or not. Like, I don't care. I don't want your 50 quid. Um, although we both get 50 quid if you do use a code but either way switch to renewable energy or green energy because um, it will every little helps and all that yeah on that note au revoir cool saying bye ciao thanks for listening to the no nonsense nutrition podcast we'll speak to you all next week <laughs>